0: Again to another episode of Straight Love. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking so much time out of your day to listen to our hot buttery voices as we try to uncover the mysteries of the universe together. And uh, more than anything, just spread love, candor, and kindness. That's what we're all about here on the Straight Love Podcast. I am your co-host, DP, stands for Derek Paulson, and with me as always is my one and only Jiminy the Cricket, aka the Cricket, aka Jaws, aka Jimothy. How are you, my good friend?
1: I'm doing great. How are you doing? Thanks for having
0: me. Hey, man. You look great
1: today. Wow, so do you, man. You
0: handsome son of a bitch.
1: Consistency is everything. Someone told me that once, and I think we do that well.
0: Yeah, you know what? You're consistently handsome.
1: As are you. (laughs)
0: And as we like to start off every podcast, uh, if you haven't done so already, slide on over to Instagram and give us a follow. Uh, Let us know what you think about the podcast and let us know what you think on iTunes. Give us a rating. You know, Uh, we love to, uh, like I said before, it really does help us out a lot. Uh, We love to hear your feedback. We love to get your questions. We love to get your comments. So feel free to uh, send those in as well. On Instagram, Uh, we get them by email, we get them by message. Reach out because we like to know what you like about the podcast. We like to know what you don't like about the podcast. And we'd also like to know about what you would like to hear from us in the future because Jim and I do uh, our research and try and Mm -hmm. figure out what we think is going to be good, but that doesn't mean that it's always going to resonate with the listeners. So if there's something that you want us to talk about more, Absolutely, let us know. Because, yeah, help us uh, uh,
1: help us broaden our own minds. Exactly. Exactly. Are great.
0: I mean, geez, like, take this podcast in whatever direction you want it to go in, mm-hmm. because this is just much uh, yours as it is ours, right? So, we do have a lot to get to today. There's uh, a couple of different things that we're going to be touching on. Before we get into that, uh, Valentine's Day is just right around the corner. We're about a week away. From uh, February fourteenth, which is <laughs> my fortieth birthday, there it is. So uh, I don't know if you've gotten me anything yet, but um, I'm hoping that it's something big and special. Um, not your penis, so don't send me a dick pic like you did last year. Uh, so <laughs> oh man, I just there it is. But yeah, you know what, man? I've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of thinking recently. I've been doing a lot of uh, uh, looking back. You know, trying to figure out. What is it that I've actually learned over the years? What is it that uh, some certain things that have uh, resonated with me that have uh, uh, stood out in my mind as maybe uh, pieces of advice that I can share with people? And uh, I threw this on Facebook the other day and I just want to read it on the podcast. So uh, it starts off, I'll be 40 in a few weeks. Here are a few of the things that I've learned over the years. Always be willing to pay more for wine, underwear, toilet paper, and good quality mattress. Uh, I, I, I seriously can't... Uh, stress how much sleep is important so uh the bigger the better i've got a king size and uh, i i that's actually one of the things that my uh, piece of advice that my dad gave to me he's like you know what there if there's one secret to to a good happy marriage it's going to be a good night's sleep and you're going to get that on a king size mattress so when he told me that i was like you know what that's probably something i'm going to look into doing and it's exactly what i did Happy wife, happy life is the dumbest saying on the planet. Never permanently sacrifice your own happiness for someone else's. I don't care how good they look naked. Mm. Consistency is everything. You may not see results right away, but if you commit to something solid and stick to it, things will change over time. I guarantee it. 95% of the problems in life are because of the person in the mirror. Start taking accountability and and stop blaming others. Realize you have the power to change your story. Family is not everything. Yes, your family is ultra important. When shit hits the fan, your family and friends will be there, no doubt. But community is extremely important as well. If you want a good life for your family, do your part to ensure the people in your community are looked after as well, so everyone has a safe role to grow up in. Teach your kids the importance of volunteerism at a young age. It's often said that patience is a virtue. That's absolutely true. But listening is even more of a virtue. People are so desperate for someone to truly listen to them. Recognize when you're being a conversation vampire by sucking all the life out of someone with your never-ending rants. Ask people questions that lead somewhere and watch them open up when you start to believe, when they start to believe that you actually care. Don't do something someday. Someday never comes.
1: Make your someday today. That's about it. Amen to all that. You could put that on the loop for an hour and just uh, let that one permanently sink into your brain. You know
0: what? It's, it's I inter- think at least. Yeah, it's interesting that you said that because I've, I've read it a couple of different times and, you know, each and every time that I read it, I'm like, oh geez, you know, I. I there's there certain things I like about it. There's certain, there certain things that I don't, but it was all from the heart and it was all in a moment. And it was. What's it a- seems to be re- well-received, so. What don't you like about it? I don't, I, 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 I'm just a, a self-critical too much, you know? I, I don't like the way that I wrote this i don't like the way that this flows i probably should have put different punctuation in there you know just going over things with a very negative mindset and and, and wanting to change it even though apparently you know it there's a lot in there that's very good but sometimes i, I don't see the good without seeing too much of the bad i suppose and maybe yeah creating
1: I've, I've had certain circumstances in that as well you write something or you share something and i think that that could be a spiral that you could write it. Let's say you'd written it a different way. I bet you would be saying the same thing over again.
0: Yeah, more than likely,
1: man. Yeah, I mean so. that's
0: you know that's that's kind of um, I think it's a catalyst for most people just being able to see too much of the bad or not enough of the good. You know, mm-hmm. when you have uh, those mirror moments and you look at yourself in the mirror and you take a look and you see maybe uh, you know some stomach flab and some wrinkles and you kind of zero in on these certain things and all of a sudden other negative things about yourself that you don't like start to appear as well. You know, it it can be pretty um,
1: pretty damaging. I thought it was great when I saw it. I'm not really uh, I'm not really using the thumb on the social media very often, but I happened to open up the Facebook and it was right there. And I it was I'm glad I saw it. I'm glad it was there. I thought it was really great. Thought Thank, it was well written.
0: Thanks, man. Yep. So Valentine's Day, like I said, just from around the corner. Um, I don't know enough about Valentine's Day to be able to talk about it. And I know. It, I think it was created by Hallmark. So this isn't really. Like a, a very significant mm-hmm. day, although it is a day that people use to celebrate love. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it's it's usually between two people, uh, relationships and that kind of stuff. I mean, hey, if you're alone on Valentine's Day, you're certainly not the only one. Practice that self-love that we talked about before. You know, get yourself a vibrator. Um,
1: <laughs> that, that laugh was in it was in reaction to the reaction I had. In case anyone's wondering. <laughs> See, I, I I like to throw in a curveball once in a while, James, just
0: to see what your facial reactions are going to. be. I know, like, and we got to get a
1: video in here. the The thing about it that surprises me the most is I'm surprised like every time, and I'm like, <laughs> this has been happening since the dawn of time of this friendship. Why do I keep getting caught off guard by this? Nobody knows, man. Nobody knows.
0: But hey, I'm glad you're here. So yeah, a day of love. Uh, you know, we should. We. It, it, I I think that. It, it, it's a good thing that we have these days. You know, you got your mother's days and your father's days, and it's it gives people uh, a day where at least they can kind of take to, to you know, um, have that self-awareness that, yes, I should be recognizing those in my life that are important, but I, I would argue that, you know, um, hey, you know what, on May 4th, I don't know why I chose that particular day, uh, call up your mom and tell you you love them get flowers that day for the person Mm. that's in your life um buy them something special cook them dinner draw them a bath do those kinds of things whenever you know and the the the, the, you never underestimate the element of surprise you know if you did this on may 7th you know your 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 significant other comes home and you've cook this wonderful dinner and uh after dinner they sit down on the couch you pour them a glass of wine while you go draw them a bath and it's just like hey you know what i was just thinking about you and i I just love you a whole lot and i wanted to show you uh just one more time i i personally think that it would mean a lot more because it was something that you did on your own by yourself it was by your own accord rather than hey there's this particular day
1: that everybody else is doing this as well so you know do it too i think it's a good opportunity as long as it doesn't stress you out because a lot of these types of days i mean certainly christmas can do that um as long as these types of things don't stress you out they can stress people out oh totally and i don't subscribe to the belief that you should be stressed out by it i think it's a good way to be grounded it kind of forces you to be grounded because it stops to make you think about what it is. And yeah, it does suck. I mean, if you are alone, for example, uh, and so that that might weigh on you and it's not really the greatest example, but having these things come up in daily life, it, it sort of is an opportunity to force a person to refocus for a second. So if you're too wrapped up in your work or your responsibilities or whatever it may be, it's just kind of a little bit of a gentle slap in the face to say, hey. That's a good way of putting it you know and that's why i kind of think it sure would be great if there was something every month you know what i mean but it wasn't something that as you said you know this hallmark obligatory thing that was set up and people feel stressed out about it and that they need to meet some sort of expectation but just like a grounding day sure a grounding day in a month yeah yeah because a month goes by i don't know about you but for me a month goes by so fast dude january
0: like gone already oof Jeez.
1: yeah and to think of if there just were a day that happens for everyone that you could look forward to Mm -hmm. so to speak yeah but for sure the element of just doing something on your own volition from the heart is That you can do every day. Every single day. And I mean, you know, buying flowers for somebody every single day, obviously the novelty is going to wear off. I don't know
0: anybody that would want that. But just know that the uh, the opportunity is always there. And uh, as always, I know it's difficult, but don't compare yourself to others. If you see people posting things on social media, oh, best person in the world got me this, got me that. We're on our way to spend the weekend in... Mexico or Thailand or whatever it is like know that whatever you have is special for you and don't ever think that just because somebody else has something that you don't that it's better um, everybody I don't know where I'm going with this man but how is it having your birthday on Valentine's Day? Uh, in what in what regard what do you mean? like how what, how do I feel about it? yeah well it was kind of nice growing up you know, I'd always get two valentines from everybody in uh, in elementary school and that kind of thing. So that was always kind of special. It's always kind of been a little bit difficult being in relationships mm-hmm. with people because I'm like, do I gotta buy you something on my birthday? Yeah. Like this
1: doesn't really feel right. Typically, as the male,
0: as the dude. Yeah, I yeah. mean, the
1: the, the the onus
0: is for the most part sure. on you to to treat that special someone in your life. Yeah. Um, with uh with a lot of love but it, it yeah it's 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 been a point of contention sometimes <laughs> let's just put it that way sure but it's you know i i i, I like being a valentine's day baby I it's guess. cute sure yeah absolutely i feel adorable thanks for saying that you're welcome so, uh, you know, it's it's funny that you kind of talked about uh, certain days where we have that self-awareness, a gentle slap in the face and that kind of thing, because I think the United Nations, and I don't know how long ago they did this, but they did institute a World Day of Happiness, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know when that is. It would be nice if I Jim's actually pulling out his... Uh, his uh, uh- <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what you think. He's, he's pulling. Out I'm like, what are you right gonna now? say? What like, what's gonna? <laughs> I set the standard already for this um, podcast, day, know, so it's, yeah. Uh, he's gonna look it up. I, I I can't be talking out of my ass with that. I think I International Day of Happiness, March 20th. No, oh, wow, look at that. Yeah. Okay. And that kind of kind of uh, is is the segue that we're going to use into what we're going to be talking about today, and that is about the country of Bhutan. That's right. And what they've in- instituted there or implemented is something called the GDH. And no, the GNH. Sorry. Gross the, National Happiness. Gross National Happiness. Yeah. Not to be confused with the gross domestic product, product which uh, a lot of the rest of the world uses. So, As do they, obviously. As, as do the they country, as well. Yeah. But they've, they've uh, implemented this uh, GNH as well. So GDP, I think a lot of people are probably familiar with. But GNH, Gross National Happiness is something that is specific to Bhutan, but uh, a lot of other uh, governments and countries around the world are looking at very closely just to see uh, how this is being implemented and whether or not it's something that's gonna be, uh, that, that, that they can implement into their uh, societies as well. So I know recently, okay, I shouldn't say recently, but when they did, uh, they do these happiness tests and they, they try and figure out where the, happiness pe- the happiest people in the world uh, live. And I know that usually Scandinavia ranks very highly. Yeah. So whether that's Denmark or Norway, they always kind of fall somewhere in the top five to top 10. Now, I think the last time they did this, Bhutan, was around 97th. Correct. Which you would think if, if, if the government was putting such a focus on GNH, that people would be a lot happier than they are. Now, let's kind of... Before we go any further here, let's talk about what GNH is, uh, Gross National Happiness. And uh, I think that you have a, a pretty good understanding of what that is, or at least some information in regards to what we can, h- how we can explain this so that it's digestible for people.
1: Right. So Bhutan has always been a, uh, I believe, a monarchy, right? So they've had kings. Royalty. Th- yeah, and Yeah, yeah royalty. Yeah. I think they're on their fourth king, perhaps, maybe fifth, something like that. Okay. And the approach was to create conditions that supported an individual's happiness. And so part of that is a quote that I'd uh, heard. I can't remember if it was a former king or whoever it had been, but they had said that economic growth, which is obviously paramount to a country, Mm -hmm. economic growth shouldn't be mindless. Hmm. I like that. Okay. So they value and measure both economic growth and the growth of their country through the quality of life that's a balance of mental and financial health yes but as much as we hear all of that in society i guess more so today and the latest however many years you know let's call it 10 years about having this balance and encompassing everything about uh, what is to have life not just to get the next best, greatest, bigger, more expensive kind of thing. Mm -hmm. They actually really do support it and live it. And so, as I said, they don't, I don't think they claim to, in watching, I had watched a little bit of uh, an interview with the ex-prime minister, he he was posed the question, do you think that Bhutan is the happiest country in the world? And he said, well... I agree with it and I disagree with it huh. and he goes the people here still face anxiety they still yes. face stresses to say that it's the happiest country in the world would be how would you ever determine how would you ever measure that and even to the surveys that they do uh, yeah, you know how do they rank it that it's 97th so really the position that they take is we're creating conditions that support a person's happiness and so the way that they feel that they can do that as a country governing the people is free healthcare Mm-hmm um which is actually you can choose if you want traditional like asian uh medicine oh yeah. so oh, yeah. you know herbs and things of that nature or you can take witchcraft. the kind of and witchcraft <laughs> voodoo magic or you can take the you know the the pills and the kind of western society type of wow um, uh, medicine yeah. they have people like choice people like choice they have free education Okay. They have that, now that
0: that means that you're going to university for free as
1: well. That's correct. Okay. Okay. They did say though that a lot of people do leave the country to go get other Still. education.
0: Okay. Because the quality
1: might be better in. Yeah. i mean, looking for. It's, it's well, it's not a big country. I think the population is seven, eight hundred thousand.
0: That's it. eh? Yeah. Wow. That's I mean comparable to Manitoba almost. I
1: mean we're yeah. That's like metro Winnipeg. Six fifty. Yeah. Okay. They have in their constitution they really value immensely. Uh, the environment. Yep. And they have in their constitution that the country must remain under forest cover. 60% of the country must remain under forest cover. Cannot get below that. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Currently they're at something like 72%. And they do have like these initiatives where they'll go out and plant trees. I think they hold the record for planting the most trees in an hour. Something was like 50,000. No kidding. Yeah. Huh. Uh, what else our environment is a big thing and then just subscribing to things as you know making sure that just there's justice for the people that there's equality that there's uh, those types of things that just remove an aspect from a person's daily life that could be contentious or Mm -hmm. challenging for them Uh, if a person's I, I had heard and read that they don't have any homeless people in Bhutan and I don't know how accurate or true that is but they will provide people with housing and it's right. really as simple as if you're homeless, someone's there to help you out. And I don't know how they effectively do that because in our city of the same population, we seem to struggle with being We able seem to, to struggle with, yeah. and maybe it's because we don't have as great of that people, human connection element where we stop everything to say we need to help out somebody. Right? Again, the whole economic growth shouldn't be mindless like they sure. really seem like people first yeah i yeah.
0: mean we've got our own challenges here as far as i mean Absolutely. look how much of our budget goes into construction right i mean our, our winners are brutal yeah so we kind of got to be yeah. like okay we got to refix our roads every two three years instead of potentially putting a lot of that budget into you know something else maybe that would be housing i
1: don't uh yeah I'm certainly not a anywhere near a city councilor, but i would assume that plus it's also i mean it's also in context bhutan is not a immensely developed country no it's not no like they are probably for all intents and purposes underdeveloped
0: yeah and 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 it's interesting what you said there about you know you still have people that are anxious that that have anxiety and i i know that as far as like uh, the field of mental health there they don't have they don't seem to have and i've looked into this a lot of psychiatrists and a lot of help in that way Mm. uh for the people so you would almost think that i mean they're what they're what they've implemented and the way that it's being embraced so far in the way that it's growing, I think that you know it, nothing's going to start out perfect, but they've, they have a base here that they're going to be able to, to, to continue to build on. Now, speaking of that base, we the, the four pillars of, of uh, gross national happiness are sustainable and equitable socioeconomic development, good governance, preservation and promotion of culture, and environmental cons- conservation. So this, you talked a lot, you give some very good details that kind of fit into each one of these pillars. Now for further context, if you want to know exactly which what each one of these means, uh, so good governance is considered a pillar for happiness because it determines the condition in which Bhutanese thrive. While policies and programs that are developed in Bhutan are generally in line with the values of GNH, there's also a number of tools and processes employed to ensure the values are indeed embedded in social policy huh
1: okay so it's it's it really is kind of a way of life then basically Mm -hmm. that's that's the that's the feeling that i received that's the impression i received about everything right yeah
0: okay so i'm going to skip here to preservation and promotion of culture happiness is believed to be contributed to by the preserving of the bhutanese culture developing culture resilience which can be understood as the culture's capacity to maintain and develop cultural identity, knowledge and practices, and able to overcome challenges and difficulties from other norms and ideals. What do you think about Canadian culture? How do you feel? Do you feel like, what does it mean to you to be Canadian? Do you have a lot of
1: pride in in the culture here? I do, yes. I have have pride in how Canadians are viewed. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah you know i have a lot of pride in who we are yeah you know the friendliness and acceptance and diplomacy and you know in my travels to europe and to india and canadians are looked upon favorably right correct we're not uh to compare most readily as it is to the u.s we're viewed as kind people yes and welcomed people right which is really really great Culturally, there's a lot of—I would say—the most predominant cultural, the cultural influence of our country is that of the First Nations. Right, of, of course. course, yeah. But that's not something that I can truly identify with being. Right, and I'm—I'm I'm totally with you there. I—I I can know about it and learn about it and and do know a little bit about it, not hmm. enough to probably have any sort of education or educated conversation in great detail. But no, it's not something that I feel super connected with no, her that is you? was a part of mine is more i have the more viewpoint having immigrant parents yeah you know coming over here when they reach each in their late teens uh mine is more of a perspective of that that's what canada is hmm. it's just a it's a bunch of different people from a bunch of different places yeah
0: yeah i, I i've always kind of felt like because i've done so much traveling and i've been able to kind of immerse myself in other cultures and ones that are totally different from, mm-hmm. from Canada, whether that's been Turkey or Egypt or Argentina or, you know, you name it. And I, I always kind of felt like we were, and I don't want to put this the wrong way, but culturally lacking. You know, like I don't know, I don't have a lot of family traditions outside of maybe ones that we've just kind of created within our family, but they're certainly right. not based on the Canadian culture. There's not necessarily, like aside from Canada Day, you know, when you look at, like, the Jewish culture, for instance, there's Yom Kippur, there's Hanukkah, there's all these different, mm-hmm. you know, ways of life that they kind of incorporate into daily living, whether that's their religion or the foods that they eat or the way that they, you know, interact with each other when it comes to their families. like, And very specific to those exactly. groups of people. Exactly, yeah. You know, I mean, geez, man, we spent how much time in India and I, I can't, you can't compare culturally
1: no, the way that we are to them. absolutely not. There's shrines and temples everywhere, everywhere and a very distinct architecture and, yeah. and decoration and people and clothing and that exactly. type of thing. absolutely for sure and i want the one thing that i actually noticed quite a bit was the commitment and dedication towards faith I, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm, one thing mm-hmm. that stuck out for me is no matter the age you know because usually you sort of stereotype that teenagers and Twenty uh, somethings and thirty somethings—they don't have time for that kind of thing. No, they focus is somewhere but else. Yeah. I, I, what I saw was that people of all ages and shapes and sizes and genders and what have you, when it was prayer time, everyone was—that was something that was made time for. Yeah, and 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 it, it didn't—it wasn't like a chore for them. It was something. Not that at all. Be, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really, really interesting. And that's for sure a a preservation of their culture. Bhutan, what I had learned about Bhutan is that it is interesting how they, as you're building on what you said there about them preserving their culture. Some people, I think, can, some people may interpret it or view it as being a little tyrannical is a strong word, Mm, but I mean... I see where you're going with that though, yeah. For example, there's a national dress code. Yes. That's like 400 years old or something like that. So all men wear a knee-length robe. Yeah. And all women wear a very long, like, to-the-ankle dress. There is... Uh, Bhutanese cannot marry foreigners. Wow. Oh, that I didn't know.
0: Oh, this is getting even more interesting. Okay. I'd I'd love to know how that's being received. Like maybe that adds to the fact that they're 97th. It's like people don't, you know, you're you're going to, you know, you're forcing people to do certain things now rather than, but maybe you need to. I don't know, man. This is interesting.
1: There is, what else? If you go travel there and they attributed this largely to that, they, they do want to preserve their culture and whatnot. I'm having trouble sort of processing that one if it makes sense to me, but when you go visit there, they assign you a tour guide. Yes. at all times, and you must upfront pay all of your expenses that you plan to incur there. So that is all your transportation, that is your hotel, that mm. is your tour guide, that is everything. So not a lot of freedom to explore. Right. Exactly. Wow. But it's I almost had, like North Korea style. I, I <laughs> No I had, seriously though. Well, I it's interesting right like i mean you hear these things about them saying okay we're the happiest country maybe not the happiest country in the world but that they support this and promote this and it's very high on their list of how to govern the people and i don't think it's untrue but it's also an interesting way about how they go about doing it with implementation and carrying out of these restrictions maybe not the right word guideline i don't know how Hmm. they kind of it's it's very i found it very interesting but then at the same time, you'd think that these are restrictive to the people, but yet they still are happy. Right. They still do report happiness. They still do say like our people are good. It's an underdeveloped country. Like it's so. Even though we're hearing these things, and you and I, it it, it doesn't
0: necessarily sound super great to us. You no. know, like I have to wear certain things. Right. I can't marry who I potentially want to. Right. It doesn't
1: sound good, but. If you talk to someone there, right? Who knows? Like, well, and it's you have to really, I think, sort of dive into these things and think, okay, if you don't ever have to decide what you wear that day, ah, oh, yeah, 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 and you don't ever have to go out into public and feel poor about yourself so, because in, 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 you period. don't have something nice right. like what someone else has, yeah, and you can accept the fact that maybe you've removed an aspect of your identity because you can't express yourself through clothing Uh which isn't really your identity that's some made up bullshit (laughs) truly at your inner self that isn't who you are it's not what you wear but if you remove those things does it free you it's a good equalizer absolutely it's a that's a great way to put it. it's a good equalizer i mean i had read and i believe it's very accurate and true that steve jobs wore the same shit every day because he's like i don't want to think about what i have to wear i don't care Mm -hmm. i just remove that element from my i got to make a zillion decisions today yeah i don't really give a shit about making a decision about what i'm going to wear and if this goes with that and that matches to that
0: good enough Hmm. you know circling back really quickly because this has kind of been swirling around in my mind when it comes to culture maybe we are not the because as Winnipeggers, okay, so here's where I'm going with this. I spent a lot of time in Quebec, yeah, specifically Quebec City. And I'll tell you right now, man, when you're in Quebec City, you know you're in Quebec City. You know, the the, the people there are deeply proud of being Mm Quebecois, not so much Canadian, but Mm Quebecois. You know, you see a lot of Quebec flags everywhere. Everybody's speaking French. You know, I've spent time in Montreal as well. And when I'm at a restaurant in Montreal or like uh, the airport or hotel or whatever, and I start speaking French to someone, nine times out of 10, they're going to respond to me in English because they can tell that I'm a, even though my French is actually quite good, they can still tell that I'm an English guy trying to, or an an Anglophone trying to speak French. Mm -hmm. But in Quebec City, that's not the case. You speak French. They're responding to you in French, yeah, and and I think that the people in Montreal they think that they're doing you a favor because it's like obviously this is going to be easier for you. But how am I going to get you know how am I going to practice my French and make it better if you're not going to give me the opportunity to speak it? Right. I think that that's when we come back to the preservation of culture. That's kind of what Quebec is doing right? That's why they have these language laws. That's why it's like, you know, so many of the different things need to be in French. There's, whether it's menus or stop signs or whatever it is, like they, they don't want to lose that. They want to preserve it. So they're implementing certain laws to uh, ensure that that never changes. We look at that as outsiders and think, what are you doing? Like, come on, lighten up a bit here. You're taking people to, you know, you're, you're, you're issuing people citations because their menus aren't bilingual, but mm-hmm is there something more to that you know like can we maybe empathize a little bit more with with the
1: quebecois well and that's what made me that those points are made me what how i thought about learning this stuff about bhutan and saying well that seems a bit you know you're telling people what to wear you're telling and people kind of what to do, what to do yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. you know you can't marry a foreigner if you're tourist. you know they're not really they they like people coming in but you got to follow their rules if you're a tourist mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. things like that and i thought you can't buy, to- they've outlawed tobacco. You can't grow tobacco in Bhutan. You can't buy it if you're a foreigner and you want to bring it in. You have to pay some kind of huge surcharge, oh, yeah. things like that. And you think, well, that seems a bit, you're not really emphasizing and and representing freedom of a person's being and choice. Right. But then you think about these things and you sort of say, well, maybe by limiting those types of things, maybe there is something to be said for freeing a person and helping to create a better path to happiness through yeah. it yeah because like i said man it's an underdeveloped country they admit fully to that sure and so you'd think well they're growing the rice out in the backyard and they're eating that rice in that day and they have literally they're cooking by fire in their homes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. very very basic very modest very humble no one's throwing anything in the microwave but they report their country is happy
0: yeah yeah well i'm inclined to believe them as am i Uh, So, pillar number three here, sustainable socioeconomic development. A thriving GNH economy must value social and economic contributions of households and families, free time, and leisure, given the roles of these factors in happiness. Value social and economic contributions of households and families. So, that's just community. Community, basically, is what that that comes down to. We've talked about the importance of community already earlier on the show, so... When you have a, 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 a community where everybody's
1: thriving, it, there's just no doubt that it's better for everyone. Right. And the thing that I garnered as well was that, again, it doesn't seem that there is competition. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, competition brings jealousy, right? It does. But then that also kind of speaks to the underdevelopment of the nation. They're slow to move forward. Yeah. And is that because they want to protect their people? Probably. Which is not a bad thing. Well, we you know we, we look at
0: capitalism like it's this necessary evil, right? But capitalism right. has also given us some of the best technology that I mean the, the best technology that we've ever had and never seen, right? I mean, there's a reason why Apple pushes themselves so so much, and it's because of Samsung. And right. if you choose anybody else, Gillette, right. and you know, Schick, it, it It's competition and and capitalism. It, it, it's 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 ridiculous
1: to say that it's all bad. For sure. Absolutely, you can't say. That would be a very narrow-minded minded view of it. But again, going back to their uh, approach on things, they, they say economic development shouldn't be mindless. Yes. So right, yeah. I don't know enough about Apple and Samsung to know how they conduct their business, but do they operate in the best interest of the earth, in the best mm, interest of all yeah, people? Right, like right, who right. who makes Who manufactures their shit?
0: Well, last time I checked... Uh, yeah, there's some people in China
1: that are launching themselves up of buildings, right? So Yeah. What does that so say? it's Capitalism is interesting. Have you heard the uh, heard or read the the Corvette story? No. I just saw this This is in a couple I just I don't know how old it is, right? I just saw it recently, like last week, and it was one of these things where someone goes up to you know, they got a B in their bonnet, someone goes up to this guy who owns a new Corvette and they say, Oh, you know you know, nice car, you know how many unfortunate families you could have fed instead of buying that car? Oh yeah. And the guy said, I'm not sure, I do not know how many families I could have fed with what this vehicle cost. And then he goes on to say, but you know, the people that designed it, they have families and they got paid for their work. Hmm. And the people that built it, they got paid for their work that they contributed their skills towards. And the people that drove the trucks that delivered this car they also probably have families that they wow. use their skills to get paid and and exchange that money for other things yeah. and the person that sold it to me well they got paid to do that job as well wow so he goes and i'm not sure how many families are there but me buying this car actually helped to feed a bunch of families Jeez. well i mean hey that that all of a sudden you know the perspective hmm. totally changes it's right? just a different perspective yeah and it was sort of in the context of as well in the absence, or as an alternative of just handouts, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not saying there are people that are obviously in uh, unfortunate circumstances that do need that kind of help, for sure. Yeah. But it also, I think the point was to say, you need to take a harder look at uh, at, at how handouts work. Right. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, pillar number four, and uh, this one Jim had kind of talked about a little bit already, but environmental conservation. So environmental conservation is considered a key contribution to GNH because in addition to providing critical services such as water and energy, the environment is believed to contribute to aesthetic and other stimulus that that can be directly healing to people who enjoy vivid colors and light, untainted breeze, and silence in nature's sound. So how often do we talk about how important it is to get out in nature, Absolutely. Right? I mean, they've kind of nailed this one here big time. So in in, in addition to how important it is to, to, to make sure that 60% of the country is covered in forestry, you said? Correct, yeah. Um, you can't discount the healing capacities of nature. Uh, and, and that goes beyond even like the plant medicines that you can that you can get out there. But just being there and enjoying, like this edge here, the silence,
1: a cool breeze well it's and it's beautiful there like it's just beautiful to see if that doesn't uplift anyone's mood of the day if you just take the moment to absorb it it has to you know it's just it's one of those things that that does it and you can tell the difference when i go out west to the mountains i can you can tell the difference in many different ways about being in all of those trees and how the air feels and Mm. how it smells and how it is in the water and it's and that's I've never been to Bhutan, but when you look at the photos of it, like, it's beautiful. It's right in the middle of the Himalayas. Yeah. Like, just nestled in there in between China and India, I guess. Yeah, China and India. Sure. And and not even to say the impact on the people there, but the impact on, again, it is a small country, fine, but they are, one, they are the only or one of two countries that is carbon neutral. They are, for sure, carbon negative. Wow. Means, oh, that I didn't know. Yeah, means means the stat was they produce three times as much oxygen as carbon dioxide or however they measure that.
0: Now what's even better than that is that the country is covered in penises. That's right. A- and we love to talk about penises on this show. That's One of sure. our show. sure does. Yeah, <laughs> And
1: that, I'm actually being 100% serious here. This is 100% serious. Yeah, so it's, they believe that the male organ wards off evil and curse. So if you ever go to Bhutan, do not be caught off guard if you see literally like eight foot wieners Just on the side on the sides of people's houses and buildings and yeah they're pretty um they're not shy about that so it, what did you say it, it wards off evil spirits did you say well yeah wards off they said evil and uh curse i what what happened was i'd watched this i'd watched a brief video blog of this guy who traveled to Bhutan and he wanted to just go experience the culture and it was predicated on the oh well is this place really like the happiest place on earth etc cetera, etc cetera. and a quarter of the way through his his video he's <laughs> he's video videoing himself and he and he's like I don't know what to say or bring up, but he's like, I'm seeing a lot of penises everywhere, and he's like, <laughs> kind of uncomfortable. I'm not sure what I should do or if I should say something, but he's like, I'm seeing all... And he's taking photographs of them and he's shown them on the video and everything like that. And like I said, they're not shy. Like, they are literally penises that are, like, eight... They're, and they're, they're detailed. It's not just... Veiny and everything. Well, yeah. some. And some of them are just kind of like slapped up against walls and it was <laughs> it was something else so eventually he just he goes i gotta ask my tour my tour guide about this and the guy said no the belief is that they act to ward off evil and and uh, curse and stuff like that and he went into you know the market and gift shops and yeah like if you want to buy a carving of a wiener Jeez. that's that's the place to go
0: wow mm imagine using that on a date or
1: something like (laughs) hey uh
0: i don't want to brag or anything but my penis is known to ward off evil
1: spirits (laughs) yeah yeah. the closer you You get the closer you get is just nothing but complete (laughs) benefit to you (laughs) let's explore that more well
0: bhutan certainly does sound like paradise uh, for some people they are going places not just because of the penises yeah um Actually, one of the other things that I wanted to touch on here before we move on in regards to Bhutan was uh, a very interesting piece of information that you actually sent to me. And that's what the, the way that they they view death. Mm-hmm. And, and it's actually encouraged or people are encouraged to think about death mm-hmm. on a very regular basis. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that like we have such an uncomfortable relationship with death here in the West. I certainly don't. I don't like talking about it. I don't really... I shouldn't say I don't really like talking about it. It, it. it doesn't... It's uncomfortable. It doesn't make me feel good to think about because there's so much uncertainty there. We really... I certainly don't know what happens when you die. I mean, I'm, I think that there's probably people out there that will tell you that they know. I call bullshit. But uh, I've done enough... I've had enough uh, life experience to want to believe that our existence doesn't cease so to speak when we die but i mean i don't have any concrete proof of that beyond uh like i said experiences that i've had and things that i've seen whether that was ayahuasca or mushrooms or any kind of psychedelic experience that i've had or, uh, or love. any love pardon me or love love yeah you think that love is a good indicator of why we shouldn't fear death correct what is
1: you want to expand on that well, it's just the most, in my opinion, most powerful force in the world. And you can't explain why you do the shit that you do because of it and how it makes you feel the way that you do. And I just think it's com- something completely outside the nature of being a human meat locker. And so hmm. I got to believe that it's because it's something bigger and better and higher and grander and et and so forth.
0: Well, there's not a fiber of my being that doubts that you truly believe that way, man. Mm-hmm. And I admire you for it. So uh, uh, we've got this, uh, a little kind of nugget of information here uh, again about Bhutan. So the Himalayan Himalayan kingdom is best known for its innovative policy of of gross national happiness, which we already talked about. It's a land where contentment supposedly reigns and sorrow is denied entry. In Bhutanese culture, one is expected to think about death five times a day. That would be remarkable for any nation, but especially for one so closely equated with happiness as uh, Bhutan. Unlike many of us in the West, the Bhutanese don't sequester death. Death and images of death are everywhere, along with penises. Especially especially in Buddhist iconography, where you'll find colorful, gruesome illustrations. No one, not even children, is sheltered from these images or from ritual dances reenacting death. After someone dies, there's a 49 day mourning period that involves elaborate, carefully orchestrated rituals. The Bhutanese might appear detached during this time, they are not, they are grieving through ritual. So why such a different attitude towards death? One reason the Bhutanese think about death so often is that it is all around them. For a small nation, it offers many ways to die. You can meet your demise on the winding treacherous roads, You can be mauled by a bear, eat poisonous mushrooms, or die of exposure. Another explanation is the country's deeply felt Buddhist beliefs, especially that of reincarnation. If you know you'll get another shot at life, you're less likely to fear the end of this particular Hmm. one. As Buddhists say, you shouldn't fear dying any more
1: than you fear discarding old clothes. Fuck, man, I dig that. Yeah, that one, the, uh, the belief in reincarnation, so, hey... And especially,
0: yeah. And and if you if you really subscribe to that belief, mm-hmm. and 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 it must be so freeing because then all of a sudden that uh, that weight, that death weight, is kind of just lifted off your shoulders. Because it's like, hey, man, I'm getting another crack at this, no matter what.
1: And Why probably Coyote, man. <laughs> <Is it> right, <laughs> you know. Back at it, back yeah. at it.
0: A Bhutanese coyote, yeah, yeah. A Off one. the
1: cliff, back at it. Anvil, back at it. Right,
0: yeah. I mean that's that's the concept behind uh, Groundhog Day. A lot of people oh, actually yeah. don't know that with Bill yeah. Murray. That's right. uh, it, it's supposed to be a, an accurate, uh, an accidental accurate representation of the Buddhist circle. So, you know, Murray keeps on dying over and over again mm-hmm. until he finally gets it. Figures it out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the, the creators of that movie didn't even realize that they had, had, had done such a good job of that. That was never their intention.
1: Oh, Get Out. Yeah. I would have thought it was exactly the intention. No,
0: no, uh, it wasn't. But they were contacted by, you know, whoever it was, um, some sort of maybe monk somewhere. And was Dalai like, Lama. Hey, what? <laughs> I, I don't know if it was him, but yeah, they were like, hey, wow, well done. And they're like, <laughs> you're kidding. <laughs> ah, well, appreciate that. Yeah, So the the fact that that death is so, first of all, thinking about it five times a day. Okay. So let's, let's, let's start with that. Just the fact that it's entering your consciousness on a regular basis, five times a day doesn't sound like a lot, but it does sound like a lot, especially when, I mean, there's 365 days in a year, right? And Mm -hmm. you're thinking about it each and every day. Now, how are you thinking about it? You probably not super negatively, right? You're probably, I mean, if it's everywhere and you're thinking about it a lot and you're celebrating death. Your relationship with it has got to. It, I'm not even going to say it's going to improve because if, if you're taught this from a young age, can your
1: can your can your thoughts on death ever really be negative or poor? I think what probably happens, or what can happen, is you r- realize it to be and accept it to be obviously a part of life, which I think everyone does, but it's not viewed in the context of finality. It's not viewed as. Uh, Lots of cultures offer it as a celebration, you know, and even wow. and even like nowadays, Cinco de Mayo, right? Isn't that the day of, celebration? Yeah, Day of the Dead in
0: Mexico, one.
1: Maybe I mean, is it, Cinco no, I, that's different. I think, I think there is there is a day of it. Maybe it is. I don't know. Okay. okay. Anyways, okay. I cut you off. Keep going. No, that's fine. But it's just you you become more comfortable with it. Exactly. And as you had read there, uh, you should be no more uncomfortable with it than you. Are with discarding old clothes. Mm. It's such a, it's such a yeah interesting, interesting way of saying it. I, I, I because it's it seems so casual and know, so like exactly. oh, whatever <laughs> matter of fact. But at the same time, that's where the strength of it is. That's where the strength of it lies. Precisely. Yeah. So I think when you uh, if you put yourself in a in this situation, the opportunity to think about it five times a day. I have to believe that you just do become more comfortable with it you you and you you create a feeling of being grounded in the moment mm-hmm. of this life and yeah. saying I'm reminding myself not in a negative way not in a, a dark way that death is imminent but in a way to say I'm here right now death could happen I guess in Bhutan you know a bear can maul you at any point while you're looking at an eight foot penis on a house <laughs> <laughs> that's a reality in Bhutan yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> that's Bhutan for real. Yeah, that's a way to go. Uh, but it's just—I mean, I don't think about death every day. No, not no. not in a context for sure. Not in a context of my whole soulful being and the bigger picture of everything. Well, death is just—it's—it's—it's it's met
0: with so much sadness. And, right, and I mean, geez, look at Kobe Bryant, man. I mean, like the all of <laughs> people yeah. are mourning all over the world, but everywhere. The, yeah as much as I'd like to say that they're celebrating his life in certain ways because there's all these tributes, right. There's a lot of tears and a lot of sadness and a lot of loss. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I, uh, I think that it's, it's, it's a good indicator of, again, you know, there, there's this underlying fear that there's that finality, like Kobe's gone. And a lot of people feel like that's, he's, he's gone for good. You know, Mm -hmm. he, he's not coming back as that Eagle that just flew over top. You know, it's, um, he had 40, 41 years of being on this
1: planet, and that's that. Yeah, that's an interesting phenomenon to me, all of this with his passing. In uh, in what way? Well, I haven't really processed it fully and completely, but uh, it is a lot of, it's great because it's it's building elements of community, but it's, it is a very big, overwhelming response to the death of that person, you know, that doesn't obviously happen i in my years i don't know when i've seen something like this Be- people were saying that this
0: is uh, like on the same level as princess diana you know like just something right. that's yeah, cut that's down example, in this yeah. prime of their life kind of thing where they have so much kind of going for them i mean kobe had so many years in the nba where they amassed this this fortune right um I don't know what his work was like in the community but I know that he was a loving father and I, I mean I, I, I say I
1: know like I know the guy I don't but I mean right. that was certainly the impression but I, I would I would very much believe that from the perspective of giving back to the community and philanthropy and being a giving caring dedicated person in whatever facet that may be as a father a husband etc uh, there are also people that are on that same level as him that just didn't play basketball right totally that i would imagine i or you have never heard of that have passed away perhaps too early in their lives yeah but not as celebrated of course so i'm not trying to be shitty about this but how much of it is because he was just super awesome at basketball um yeah you know yeah and that's me being ignorant a bit, too. Of course. Because I don't know the, the depth of how he contributed to other people's lives. Nor do I. I don't. So I'm not trying to, like I said, be shitty about it, but I just, it, it was a bit thought-provoking for me.
0: I think I think a lot of people just, you know, they look at the tragedy, they look at the fact that he was a father, they died with his daughter. You right. know, a lot of fathers out there, again, not being one myself, right, are, are, are probably able to maybe... Put themselves in a position where it's it's. It, there's a lot more
1: grief there. I mean, sure. Uh, do you know anything about the other victims on the? No, Neither no. no, do I? Right. So there you go. Yeah, and there was uh, uh, well seven other people. Was that right? I, I believe
0: so. Eh? so. See, okay. I haven't looked into it enough. I know that it's there. There's an outpouring of 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 sadness and for sure and grief and you know again this is this is this is the relationship that we have with death over here on the west. We're we're we and, and celebrity.
1: Pardon me? And also celebrity. Uh, because we idolize them? Uh, I think so.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. We,
0: true. True to certain Yeah. I, 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 I feel like we're going down a slippery slope with Kobios. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? That's That's GNH. That's Bhutan. That's uh, that's you know Jim and I have co- of course never been there, but we we did our we tried to do our best here to bring some information to you as to what things are like in a in a very special part of the world.
1: Uh, maybe we'll get there one day, man. Only eight pilots can fly there. To Bhutan? Yeah. Really? It's eh? apparently like the most treacherous runway in the world. God. Yeah. Only eight pilots. Oh, so th- that are that actually have the skill Correct. to land yeah, that plane
0: yeah, there? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I'll put it on my. I don't know, I, I've never, i I certainly never had it on my, you know, top 10 places to go to, but, yeah. uh, you know, maybe if you find yourself in that area of the world, and you're thinking to yourself, maybe if you're planning a trip to Asia, you sure. know, everybody kind of goes with the the Thailand default, or, mm-hmm. I don't know, Japan, Korea, or something like that, but hey, if you're in the area, and you can sneak on over, Pop um, over yeah. why not give it a, and if you really like penises, this sounds like the place to be. This is, yeah, this is, it. this is your gem. This is, this is <laughs> weird. <laughs> So on that note, uh, once again, if you haven't already done so, straight love on Instagram, that's str8.love. Let us know what you thought of the episode. Ask us uh, questions, comments. Let us know what you want to hear about in the future. Maybe there's another country out there that uh, Jim and I should kind of do some research on and learn about and share that information with you. But uh, other than that, just love on. Love you, pal. Love you, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. Bye-bye.